holiday? Just checking, because that would be weird. Sometimes we have to travel for other reasons. Sometimes we have to travel for fa to a family visit, which can be positive. <laughs> yeah, swings and roundabouts. Depends, doesn't it? I love your brother. We had a lovely 24 hours yesterday, didn't we? I love your brother very much. Sometimes we have to travel for business, and it's not always quite so fun. There can be perks to it, but sometimes it's not quite so fun. But we often we have to travel for different reasons, don't we? And there's many things involved in traveling. There's the planning. There's the booking. You have to book tickets, book an airline ticket. You have to book a train ticket. You have to book a hotel sometimes, or whatever it might be. You have to prepare and plan ahead. Sometimes you have to go shopping to make sure you've got the right items to take with you. Um, and of course, as we saw in the game earlier, we have to pack. And uh, uh, Jenny is a packing ninja. She has her tick lists and everything. I keep well out of the way because I'll ruin it. And uh, that's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. But Jenny is very, very good at it. Um, Travelling is not always simple because there's many things involved. You can't just go. And quite often the journey is difficult as well, isn't it, sometimes? I remember... Um, a number of years ago, we got, as a family, we got stuck in Bulgaria. Um, when the ash cloud, you remember the great unpronounceable name volcano in Iceland kicked off, and there was a great dust cloud across the northern hemisphere. Planes were grounded for up to a couple of weeks or more at, at one point, and we couldn't get home, and we had to get back for work. And uh, Jenny's mum and dad were with us, it was the five of us. We've got to get home, but we can't. What's going to happen? So we managed to make it to the, the, the capital city, Sofia, and we spent a day or so traveling around just trying to find options. How can we get home? Can we get a train? That was just not viable. That wasn't happening either. And could we hire a car and drive all the way across and then leave it in London somewhere? <laughs> it's just like, what can we do? What can we do? Eventually, we found a company that were putting on a coach on the Thursday morning, they were going to drive non-stop for two days. And there was about 40 of us Brits all trying to get home. And uh, it was happening. Thursday morning, a company were putting on a coach. So we, we uh, paid. And that was a saga trying to work that one out anyway. But we got on it. Thursday morning, we left. And we drove non-stop through 11 countries. There were three drivers. One of them brought his girlfriend. There's a clue to what I'll tell you about in a minute. Three drivers and their girlfriend, and they took it in turns to keep driving. So while some were resting at the back, someone put their feet up, another one was driving, and we were constantly on the road. That's wonderful. We're constantly on the road, so we're going to get home quicker. The trouble is, on this coach, there was no toilet. Or there was, but they'd filled it up with some, some of their luggage. So we couldn't use it. So toilet stops is a whole other part of the story that we don't have time for. Uh, we also caught on to something that wasn't quite right when every time we went through a border into a new country, the three drivers and their girlfriend bought themselves a souvenir. And that was when we caught on to the fact that they'd never done this before. Plenty more to the story we could tell you if you've got a couple of hours. Plenty more to the story. However, we finally made it into France. We made it to Dunkirk. We made it to the ferry terminal. We're almost there. You can almost see, you can almost smell Britain. We're nearly there. And we got into, the, uh, into passport control. We all disembarked. You have to get off, go through passport control. You see the British staff and you wave your passports and they go, I hear you've had a terrible journey. Well done. You're almost there. You can smell Britain. Yes, we can. So we got back onto the coach and we were just driving away from passport control and the ferry was right in front of us. And somehow, within 30 seconds, we were outside the terminal on the ring road getting lost in Dunkirk again. We've no idea what happened. Somehow the driver managed to get us back into the ferry terminal, back into passport control. We had to disembark again and go into passport control, wave our passports at staff that were going, I'm pretty sure we saw people who looked just like you 10 minutes ago. And eventually we got back, back in the coach, 
We got on the ferry. Eventually, we made it home to England. It was 45 hours, literally non-stop, pretty much. Very little sleep, very few toilet breaks, but we made it home. The journey was worth it. And today, we've seen three journeys unfold through the readings and through the drama. Give me one more round of applause. Oh, they're brilliant. So, so good. We saw Mary traveling south in the, down across the country to Hebron to see her cousin Elizabeth. We saw Mary and Joseph traveling to Bethlehem to have baby Jesus in Bethlehem. We saw the wise men traveling, following the star to meet with Jesus. And all those journeys, as well as any other journey, they feature at least three things, three Ds to make it easy for you. Any journey involves a destination. You know where you want to be or you know where you should be. You have a destination in mind which then gives you a direction. Because of your destination, you have a direction. You have choices to make. You have preparation to be made and steps to be taken. And you start off in that direction because of that destination. But inevitably, journeys also feature another D, and that's difficulties. It's not always simple. Things can get in the way. The environment, like the climate or the terrain, can make the journey harder. Other people can make the journey harder. Some drivers... Uh, some, we can, ourselves, sometimes we can make the journey harder for ourselves, can't we? There are a number of things that can make the journey less smooth or sometimes impossible. Now, as you look at these three journeys, we saw Mary, she was journeying south from Nazareth, that's in the north of Israel, down to Hebron, which is down in the south. It was over 100 miles she travelled to visit her cousin while she was pregnant. She was heading south. Her cousin was her destination. This is someone who was ahead of her in terms of age and pregnancy. Elizabeth was like a mentor to her. So there was purpose that made the difficulties of the journey worth overcoming. And then in the second journey we saw about Mary and Joseph, they were traveling again south from Nazareth in the north to Bethlehem in the south of the country. Again, it's over 100 miles they traveled. They were heading south because of a census. Their destination was according to where the politicians at the time had declared they should be at that time because of the census. So they're heading to Bethlehem. But also, as it was revealed, it wasn't just because the politicians decided. It's also because that was where the Messiah would be born, as had been prophesied many hundreds of years earlier. But of course, they had their direction, their destination, but they had difficulties to face as well, as we even heard during the drama. They travelled through hostile habitats while Mary was heavily pregnant. So they, they, between them, just journeying would have been undoubtedly very weary, especially Mary. She was heavily pregnant. She was about to give birth. Now they're believed to have walked 10 or more miles a day or ridden in a wagon, uh, 10 or more miles a day through rough ground, and it was cold and wet. We saw the snowballs. I love that moment. It's, it's not always hot out there. It can often, especially at night, it can get cold. It can get wet. And they were camping rough. That was not an easy journey while she was very heavily pregnant. But then it made the journey worth it. And then including, there's other journeys later for them in the story where they have to flee to Egypt because of a murderous king. Uh, they have to flee to Egypt for a while and then come back again. That's many hundreds of miles each way. Altogether, Mary herself travelled over 1,300 miles. But each time, it was worth it. And then that third journey we saw, the wise men travelling from the east, uh, a thousand, maybe more, 2,000 mile round trip. Matthew chapter 2, verse 2, they declare their destination. They say, we have come to worship him. Jesus was their destination. They'd follow God's clues to head west, which gave them a destination and a direction. 
And despite difficulties, it was worth it. Each of those journeys, the first one, they were hard, but they were absolutely worth it. The first one, because of that, Mary was encouraged in her calling as the mother of the Messiah. And the second one, the Son of God was born where his heavenly Father had said he would be born. And the third journey, because of that, the Messiah was witnessed and broadcast to the wider world that Jesus is for everyone. So because of that, before I finish, I'd just like to speak about two more journeys that are tied into the Christmas journey. The first one is the biggest and toughest journey of them all for the biggest and toughest to conquer. That's Jesus. He travelled from heaven to earth. He travelled from a throne to a manger, then to the cross, and then back again. He gave up his heavenly comfort for you and for me. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5, it says, Christ Jesus, though he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Jesus gave up his heavenly comfort to become one of us. And then he lived this perfect life in a world that is broken, and so by nature it's antagonistic to his holiness, to his godhood. And it's fascinating that the, the creeds are the, um, the famous historical statements so up to 1,700 years old. The creeds are the statements of the Christian faith, what Christians believe. And in those major creeds, the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed, they sum up Jesus' 33 years with one word. One word it is. They describe it as suffered. That's how they describe 33 years. It says, born of, Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate was crucified, died, was buried, and rose again. One word to sum up 33 years. How extraordinary is that? Well, that's not a mistake. Because we were his destination, and Jesus was willing to suffer for you and for me. Jesus, remember, he's God himself. He knew our journey back to him was impossible because of what we've become, because of our sin and our own brokenness. But Jesus did something about it, something that only he could do. Jesus came to die in our place. He was carrying our brokenness upon his shoulders on the cross. Perfect God carrying our imperfections for us. And after he died, he then rose again on the third day from the grave in complete victory over sin and over death. It was a journey that Jesus chose to go through, one which puts us first before himself. God himself put us first all in order that we too might be able to follow him to his heavenly home. Somewhere where we can be finally free from the consequences of our brokenness and our choices, from sin and from death. And because of that, all of us, whether we're young, whether we're old, we can enjoy this new journey of heading home with him, heading home with Jesus. Which brings me to that final journey I just want to talk about. That's yours and mine. I just want to ask some questions about those three Ds I mentioned earlier. What is your destination? Is Jesus your destination? Or is your life just naturally inclined away from him? Is he your destination? Are you heading home with him? Which gives you your direction, doesn't it? Are you heading in Jesus' direction? Are you journeying with Jesus into the eternal hope that only he is made possible? And therefore, because of that, are you now facing the difficulties of life alone or with him? Because there are difficulties in our lives that make it harder 
And the blame for that lies at humanity's feet. We can't point anywhere else. And what we find in ourselves, if we're honest enough with ourselves, what we find in our hearts is enough to make it impossible to make it home without Jesus. But he's done something about it. So i just got to ask, are you relying on Jesus, who alone is able to fully overcome those difficulties of brokenness and death? So my encouragement to all of us this morning, whether you're near him or whether you're far from him, let's all yearn to seek him out all the more, especially this Christmas. He's the destination with a capital D and he's worth it. Let's seek him out. Amen? Amen. Before I hand back to Bob and the band, we're going to watch one more video, which is exactly about seeking him out. It's called Seek. Let's watch this together.